0: What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 20 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two of the most eh, flat-out depressing teams in the NFL, and those would be the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden.
1: Welcome in, guys. It's a pleasure to be here again. We had a good episode for you. A lot
0: of good football since we last talked to you guys. I'm surprised you didn't do the whole uh, 2-0 thing, because we we just hit a big milestone. We did. It is episode 20,
1: and episode 20 does mean something. That's a big deal.
0: Sam loves celebrating the small victories. I do. It's important for for a
1: podcast like ourselves to to take a step back and, and... recognize our accomplishments,
0: you know? So, and, and I wouldn't even... I, I just called it a small victory. I would i would upgrade that. It's at least a medium victory to make oh, it yeah. 20 episodes. It's a big deal. It's a, a lot big of deal. Absolutely. And this is our first season doing this
1: show. 20 episodes already in into the season. That might be the most episodes we've ever done in a single season. Um, yeah, so that's, compared that's,
0: to our uh, fantasy
1: podcast, for sure. Right. So that's, so that's you know... We're getting up there, I, I'm, Oscar. We are getting close to fifty total episodes um, <laughs> of podcast making. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think I want to say we're two away. I think this is forty-eight for us. Overall. Hey, so, there we go. It's it's a big deal for both of us. Uh, a we've huge been doing deal. we've been doing this uh, for a while now.
0: Um, appreciate our listeners. Uh, I think we only had three of you on the last episode. <laughs> yep, so. yep, yeah, yeah, But might we be do appreciate you ever um and you know i know that this show is not high priority at this point in the season because you pretty much know what's going on in football and there's not a whole lot going on for the texans and jags mm-hmm. so far but the coaching cycle is heating up we'll talk about that in a little bit and yep. then uh something a little exciting i i pitched it to sam right before we started since there isn't a whole lot of texans and jags news we thought we'd do a mock draft, like mm-hmm. a uh, 2022 mock draft. Uh, we'll be picking for both the Texans and the Jags, so that is uh, that's exciting stuff right there. Definitely something to look
1: forward to. I'm excited for it. Um, not to mention the fact that you know maybe this is maybe the Jags and Texans are low, low priority, but football in general could not be better right now. We're, no, we're yeah, just we seen, just saw. Like, not, a lo- not only was this past weekend like one of the best weekends of football we've seen maybe ever as far as every single game that was played just like the playoffs in general have been great this year. So, you know, I can I'm in an inc- I'm in a, in an incredibly good mood when it comes to football right now. Oh yeah. And I'm just I'm ready for I'm ready
0: for the AFC and NFC championships. I cannot wait. I think you said it best last week when you said you're just in a much better mood when the jags aren't playing. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> and just don't I have think to worry about it, you know? That coupled with some incredible football so far, uh especially last weekend. Um and then next, I mean this this coming weekend, I cannot wait. I was I was listening to a podcast earlier and was like, "Man, why is it not Sunday already?" So, yeah. I I know. I I'm know. excited. Why don't we hop into our quick questions? What do you got for me?
1: I have a bit of, of a surprise for you today. Oh honestly. god! Okay, a bit of a surprise. No, it's a good All one. Right. You're gonna like it. <laughs> I am using a celeb shot uh, for this quick question. Okay. I have a, a quick question from a, from a, a a outsider of the program. His his name also is Sam. He's a buddy of mine uh, that I work with. He gave me this. He brought this question up the other day while we were watching football he wanted me to bring it up to you. And I think it's kind of a little, it's interesting. It's different than what we usually do here. Um, his question is, if they changed the rules of football back like when they started it, and when you did your kickoffs and you kick it through the uprights, if that counted as one point, like they just added that to the game, how different is the history of the NFL? If you just make that one change, you can get a point Sheesh. from kicking the, your kickoff through the uprights.
0: So different. It uh, changes the entire thing, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like maybe every single Super Bowl winner ever is erased. It is right, exactly. a completely exactly. different game. Um, I love that. I've, I've heard that presented before. I know Pat McAfee is a big proponent of adding that rule change. Obviously mm. loves the kicking game. Um, man, that'd be nuts, especially just, in like Denver
1: where kicks
0: go f- for a long way yeah uh, and it's not
1: like it's not like these kickers could do it every single time no, be challenging, so no, it's like
0: it's for sure hard
1: it would add some you know more craziness to it you you get you can get more than eight points in a single drive, which is crazy um and I mean just think about how many close games there are every year, how many games yeah. are decided by
0: a field goal or less than that those yeah, points add up so imagine like driving down you are it's a tie game you drive down the field and get stuffed so you have to kick the field goal so then you're like shit we got to keep them to less than we can't let them score mm-hmm. and then your kicker just nails one on the kickoff and then you're up by 4 so they have to drive down the field for the touchdown
1: exactly,
0: exactly. that's so cool i love yeah. that yeah
1: so i am I'm, I'm interested in it i think that's i think it's a pretty good quick question thank you sam yeah. for listening yeah thank you sam uh, hopefully
0: hopefully he's listening
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But like, I don't know. These small changes change everything. And if you had like, oh oh my goodness, if you had a kicker who could nail that every time, that'd be like pay that That, (laughs) man. Holy
0: cow! That would be like a first round pick. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if that if there was an automatic one point every kickoff, that's like multiple points a game. Absolutely. Um. All right, my quick question for you. The game Wordle is has skyrocketed. It is, it is the attention of the internet right now. I don't know if okay. you've played.
1: I don't know what Wordle is. I will be okay. honest. I've seen people talk about it on Twitter, Yeah, and I don't know what it is.
0: So it's like a daily word game, takes five-ish minutes, and basically you're trying to guess a five-letter word in six tries or fewer. And if you get a letter right in the right place, you get a green letter, if you get it right in the wrong place, you get a yellow letter, and if it's wrong, it's grayed out. Anyway, so that's how you play the game. Okay. My question for you, speaking of five-letter words, is what five-letter word would you use to describe the state of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization? Um, and mine for the Texans is just, uh, with like a bunch of H's. Okay, okay, that's pretty good.
1: I would go... Hmm. Which five letter word describes the state of the Jags and the Jaguars? First thought was upset. Okay.
0: Um second thought is My first thought for the Jags was clown, because you know the last the last game everyone wore those clown wigs. So clown I Clown wigs. Be... Sheesh
1: like sheesh, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know, some along those lines. That's what I would go for, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, silly
0: question. I just wanted to uh man. to incorporate the uh fad of the internet right now. No, I like
1: it. I like it. Um, and if I think of any five-letter words during this podcast, I'll let you
0: know. We'll come back. Yeah, we'll circle uh, back. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, a little sports and media outside of the NFL stuff we wanted to cover. Not, you know, too much is going on. The NBA is in the meat of the season. It's been an exciting season so far. Uh, as the listeners know, we're both Spurs fans. And um, I just wanted to give, like, a update on the state of things there. Because <laughs> when we last talked about the Spurs, like, about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, we were mm-hmm. stoked. We... We're pretty close to 500. We're in the 10th seed. And since then, um, we've lost quite a bit. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of happy because I I watch pretty much every game. (laughs) I watch pretty much every game. And we make every game exciting. We last night played the Grizzlies, and it was a two-point game with like a minute left. I ended up winning by six because of free throws or whatever. But we contended with a playoff contender the the grizzlies are the three seed in the west right now yeah and then still lost so we're improving our lottery odds how are you feeling
1: i i feel fine like i don't know there's very few th- ways that the spurs could like just like i would hate what's going on right now cuz like i don't know i they're dis- they've been- di- it's been disappointing the last couple of weeks. They've lost a ton of games, but I don't really have a problem with that. Like you said, better lottery odds. We're- even if we made the plan, are we expecting the Spurs to even- Even like, make the playoffs let, from there? Like, win yeah. the plan, let alone make some noise in the play- like it's just not gonna happen.
0: Yeah. I think, best case scenario, we do what we did last season, which was sneak in as a play-in team and then lose to the Grizzlies in the first round. Obviously, it's not going to be the Grizzlies again, but... Right, Uh, you're right, ...in that play-in game, so... And, you know, that's all well and good, and I would root
1: for my Spurs to the death if they made it. Always. But, you know, it might be time to get... You know, some pretty good lottery picks. <laughs> like, start getting, start just keep on bringing that young talent in. Like, I, I believe. I mean, I believe in our ability to develop that young talent enough to where I know, like, if we if we keep getting lottery picks, some of them are going to pan out. Like, I, I firmly believe that. So that's the route I would take. I think that we're getting right up to the end of Pop's career here. We're gonna bring in someone else, but so. You know, I think yeah. the priority is no longer making the
0: playoffs. Like no, and strong. I don't. I don't think that was the goal even going into this season. I think that our priority was developing young talent. Ooh, uh, right. And then when we went on that stretch, winning a lot of games, I was like, maybe we can do both. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Spoiler, maybe. We're, we are not going to do both. No, probably not. Um Probably I think not. we have improved I say improved. We are now the 5th uh team in terms of lottery odds and we have a like 40% chance of a top 3 seed and a 10% chance of the number 1 seed at the moment. And I don't think we're going to pass any of those other teams at the bottom. Probably uh, not. Because those are the Magic, the Pistons, the the Thunder, and the Rockets, and, and we just beat the Rockets terrible. pretty badly a couple nights ago.
1: Yeah, but like I don't know, it seems like every single year since they changed how the lottery works, um, a team sneaks in. You know? So yeah, the I
0: mean, world. and I, the the Grizzlies when they got Jaw were the eighth team and yeah. ended up second. So yeah,
1: I. I this so I'm pretty confident that we're gonna have the highest pick we've had since we took Tim Duncan 20, without a doubt <laughs> four years ago without um, a doubt uh,
0: that was Josh Primo this year and we right. took, that was the twelfth pick or eleven right so. right I think
1: it was eleven yeah um yeah so I uh, you know but there's very other than the Spurs all of a sudden just looking like complete garbage there's not much that I would be disappointed with this season right um. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the, where the Spurs are at this season. I'm yeah, happy. no. They're staying
0: competitive. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm enjoying watching the games still. It's not yeah. like I'm a Magic fan losing by 20 every night. Looks like um, we're not even trying out there. Yeah. But we're also, again, losing, which makes it more likely that we end up with a, a Jabari Smith Jr. or um, I'm forgetting the guy's name it. Gonzaga or uh you know, honest follow honestly
1: i I'm a little embarrassed I'm super behind on all this stuff. I have not been paying attention to college basketball even a little bit this year
0: um, yeah i I've been watching a and m basketball mm-hmm. um have not been watching uh, Chet Holmgren is the guy yeah Holmgren. that's so it so those are those are the top three and if we landed any of those three, they're all like big forwards slash centers Kim. any of those three would be right. phenomenal. Right, no, that that would be
1: big. That would be
0: big. That'd be awesome.
1: I know I know Ben Sherrill and Homgren's studs. I don't know they're a guy. Javari
0: Smith is at Auburn. He is Oh, okay. Uh, he's like super good. Super good. He's shot up into the uh discussion for number 1 overall. So, well, that's I mean, <laughs> that's the extent of my college basketball when knowledge When the Spurs
1: but. when the Spurs end up with the first overall pick. Yeah. It'll be big time. You heard yeah. it here first. It's happening.
0: <laughs> the guys that we like the pain are uh, <laughs> guaranteeing a number one yeah. overall pick. I'll
1: stake year. my integrity as a podcaster on that.
0: Well, uh, speaking of college basketball, a And M basketball has uh, actually been pretty surprising. We super surprising. We're fifteen and two going into the Kentucky game, which I was at. We talked about it last week. Uh, fifteen and three now. And then, or after that, and then we won again, and then just lost to LSU last night. Um, well, no, we lost We lost to Kentucky, and then we lost a close one to Arkansas. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, you're yeah. right. We lost to Arkansas. And then we lost to LSU last and night. And then lost to LSU. And we lost to Arkansas at 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 Arkansas, but we beat them in College Station earlier in the season. It was an overtime game, super close game. Yeah, splitting that series is nice. Yeah, and Um, and LSU
1: and Kentucky are ranked teams. They're very good. And we made both games really close. Yeah, and both games were competitive up up until the end, basically. So I, you know, I have no problem with that, how that turned out, honestly. Yeah, Um,
0: I, you know, we'd like to win one of those just to show, like, we can beat a ranked team. Right, Uh, but we talent wise are probably not exactly there yet.
1: No. I think we're making a sneaky a sneaky sneaky bid for the uh tournament, um, tournament though, for sure. Yeah. Be sweet. Um yeah, so and if we make the tournament, I'll go nuts. That'll be awesome. Yeah. After and last if, year's performance. Yeah. Ooh. We were, yeah. we were god awful last year. And yep. now we are fifteen and five. So yeah,
0: quite the turnaround. For anyone who,
1: who gave Buzz shit last year, just wait. Give him some time.
0: Yeah, and give him some highly recruited prospects, which hopefully we should have next year. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Uh, and then A&M football-wise, we <laughs> talked about having the number one recruiting class of all time, and then almost like the next day we lost Harold Perkins, yeah, he's the number six recruit in the country linebacker. Um, he decommitted, but it's still interested. I think his top three teams are Florida, LSU and a in no particular order. And he said that he's planning on making his official commitment on the first day of the signing period, which I think is like next Monday. Yeah, I think so. Some sometime early next week. Um, so we we could still end up with him. We still do have the number one class this year. So losing him didn't drop us in those rankings. Um, but obviously you want to compile as much talent as possible. So. It's a big blow. It's it's a big, big blow. blow.
1: And you know I still hold out hope that he picks us. He's just t- you know take taking taking his, his time. His yeah. Hopefully um, hopefully he comes to his senses and realize
0: that Anim's better than those places. For sure. Uh but we'll like, see. Not even a question. we'll um, see. Yeah, we'll see. I trust in Jimbo, so
1: Hopefully we'll come back to you guys next week very happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. We uh there's a there's a decent possibility of that. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still very happy with how recruiting went this year. Oh my goodness! But the difference in the elation that I felt having the number one recruiting class of all time, and where I am now, is pretty significant. Uh, it just was cool to have that one thing, but right. right, Like we said last week, doesn't matter until you get on the field and we're yeah, you got to turn into that talent into wins. Win. Yeah. You ready to uh, move on to some NFL news? Um, I'm glad you asked. Absolutely. Okay. Um, big news came out yesterday, and then some. Also, also some very significant significant news that came out today. Um, yesterday, Sean Payton retired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call that a quote unquote retirement because he said he for sure does not want to be coaching this year. Yeah. Um and we'll talk about that in a second because this next uh news is also Cowboys related cuz I do think that the Sean Payton retirement is a little little woven into the Cowboys uh Oh, definitely. cycle. And then uh so the the next bit of news is Dan Quinn announced like an hour ago that he is staying in Dallas. He is going to remain the the Cowboys defensive coordinator this I year. I actually did not see that. That's news really to me. Yeah, I actually, okay. I did not see that. That's crazy. Well, that's, congrats! I mean, you got to be stoked about that. I
1: mean, I am. I am. That's a big deal. Okay. Okay. So, um, he, I don't know. He, I. I.
0: I'm shocked. I thought he
1: would take a head coaching position. Yeah, he
0: had he had interviews from six teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he didn't like. I mean, not. Any of these jobs are super appealing, especially after the Broncos job is right. now gone. Um, but, you know, he's get, been given one opportunity before. He was a former Falcons head coach. You, you'd yeah. think he'd like to return there at some point, but maybe he's thinking the jobs are better next cycle.
1: Maybe and also there's something said for the fact that everyone is giving him praise right now because he's a good defensive coordinator. Once you step up into that head coaching role, there's a lot more scrutiny is going to come. Oh yeah, know? no, and he I'm was... I'm not convinced that he is capable of being a very good head coach. So yeah, you you know?
0: you, you mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, Former phenomenal coordinators that don't end up being good head coaches should probably just return to being a dominant coordinator.
1: Right. That's uh yeah, so that's where I stand. So I'm I don't know, I'm happy to have him back for sure. Yeah. Um, could, hopefully hopefully we can continue having a pretty nice defense. Maybe the yeah, Cowboys he, can actually be worth something.
0: I think in his statement said looks forward to competing for a Super Bowl. So There we go. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Um, So going back to the Sean Payton deal, um, we talked last week about Jerry Jones saying that Mike McCarthy, they're not ready to commit to Mike McCarthy as head coach for next year. Right. I tend to think that if Dan Quinn's returning, Mike McCarthy is probably staying on board also. Uh, Um, (laughs) But Sean Payton news – really puts the countdown clock on for the uh, McCarthy era in Dallas because there have been talks for, like, five years that Sean Payton – I mean, he lives in Dallas, um, pretty good friends with Jerry Jones. There have been talks that he'll end up in Dallas at some point, and him retiring makes it more likely that maybe not this year, but the next year he is uh, the number one guy in Dallas. I'm ready for it. Do it now. now. I'm ready. Hell yeah. Here we go. Bring in He's Sean so cool. Oh, um, boy.
1: Can you imagine? Uh, Mike like, McCarthy. Like,
0: just got to get through one more season of Mike McCarthy. Can you do it? <laughs>
1: oh. I, like, I just put Mike McCarthy out there and just have him as a figurehead. Like, okay. say, hey, hey, we're not going to fire you yet. You can keep getting paid, but you're not making any decisions.
0: Have Dan Quinn and Kellen at, Moore. Do the Dan Quinn's makers. doing the
1: defense. Kellen Moore is doing the offense, and they're in charge of timeouts. They're in charge of everything. <laughs> Challenges. <laughs> They'll tell you. they will phone you and tell you to throw the challenge flag, and you throw it.
0: Easiest job in the world. Something tells me Mike McCarthy is not going to be on board for that. Oh, something tells stupid. me. Um, but going back to the coaching cycle, Dan mm-hmm. Quinn pulling his name. Uh, there's still a lot of jobs open, especially with the Saints job now. A ton of jobs. Uh, now open. There have been two coaches hired. The Broncos hired Nathan ha- Nathaniel Hackett this morning, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Bears hired Matt Eberflus right around noon. Yep. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was the Packers offensive coordinator for the last couple of years, was in Jacksonville before that. Matt Eberflus was the Colts defensive coordinator this last year, uh, last couple years, right? Um, both the Broncos the hired. Hires?
1: the Oh, for sure, the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett real quick after the Jaguars invited him back to yeah. uh, to have another interview. So it kind of was like they threw it all at him because they didn't want um, the Jaguars to steal him. Because I mean, I think you Nathaniel, it was kind of. Shaping up like Nathaniel Hackett was the front-runner for the Jaguars' head head job. Yep. Um, Which stinks. If that was the guy they wanted and we didn't get him, that stinks. Um, But we'll talk about the Jaguars here in a little bit. Um, And then Matt Eberflus, defensive guy for the Bears. Um,
0: I don't mind it. (laughs) We just saw it it. not work out, but that was a much older candidate, Matt Iberflus' Much younger, I believe yeah. he's like right around forty. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Are they
1: just you got to bring in the right guy for off- offensive coordinator because yeah, it all depends. Just to hire somebody,
0: this hire will be defined by who he brings in as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, nice and then the stuff. jobs open are the Texans and Jags, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah, the Saints now. And their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, is considered the favorite to be just promoted in-house, which I would like that higher. He uh, has former head coaching experience and has led a very good Saints defense. Right. And then the Vikings, Dolphins, Giants, and Raiders. Um, there's been talk about, first of all, the Raiders have not made any noise. Uh, they might be considering going back to Rich Basakia. Which, yeah, I have not heard anything about the Raiders, yeah. which has been surprising. Yeah, uh, and then the Dolphins and Giants, there have been talk from both teams today that their front runner is Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think it's just going to be whoever hires him first. And as a Texans fan, I would like that to be the Giants because that would make it much more likely that the Texans end up with Brian Flores. Yeah, I was about to ask, do we have a list of the teams that Flores has interviewed with? Uh, is that not a thing? It is Texans, Vikings, Giants, I okay. believe. That's and surprising. And Bron- Broncos yeah. and Bears also. Right. It's surprising that he didn't get more interviews.
1: Like, I know, it makes sense, like, I mean, I don't know.
0: I'm surprised you the Jags didn't get
1: an interview. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm surprised the Jags didn't. The Saints still might. You never know. Right. Uh, I would. I mean, if I'm a Saints, I would. Why not? The Raiders still might. So we'll we'll see. He, I we talked about it. I, yeah, I he's the the top guy on the market. We've talked we've talked about Brian Flores. We have we both like him a lot as head coach. Yeah. Um. And then speaking of other hirings, especially where the Giants are related, the Giants hired a general manager. Uh. The Bills' assistant general manager, um, Joe Schoen, I believe is his name. And I think the, the Bills' connection to Brian Dable makes it really likely that he ends up there. But, again, who knows? Uh, it's still all developing. And then other general managers hired are uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa in Minnesota. He was the Browns' vice president of football ops. Mm-hmm. And then the Bears, cool story, I hired this. Ryan Poles, who has spent – he was an undrafted free agent by the Bears, so cool return story. Uh, his playing career ended when he was 24, and he spent the last 12 years in Kansas City, uh, most recently as their assistant director of player personnel. And now he gets to go to the team that he came into the league with. So that's, he must have cool.
1: had a
0: very impressive interview. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, super young and mm-hmm. hopefully pairing him with Matt eberflus That's their uh, pairing for the next 10 plus years. Yeah. I mean, the Bears have shown that they're very patient with their head coaches yes. and the
1: GMs. Yeah. So they're going to get at least. You know, four or five years. Yes, for sure. And they're both super young. Awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, It is funny that the Bears went from a Ryan P at general manager to another Ryan P at general manager. Mm -hmm. I do Um, like that. Someone said like they they should just scratch out the A C E on the door. Just leave Uh, the Ryan P. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I like that. I like that. Save some money.
0: Yeah, yeah, Smart. you know, they got they gotta cut corners wherever they can. And then yeah, the uh the last general manager position still open for now, and I think that will probably be the only one still open this off season is the Raiders. Yeah, I agree.
1: I mean uh, I still think that the Jaguars should fire fire, their, fire him and hire someone new, but That's you know. It's not going to happen. So we move on. Uh, maybe he really is the man. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I I am interested to see what he do does now that it's not a guarantee for who he picks first yeah. overall. Yeah. So we'll give him you know we'll give him a chance to to wow us. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and the the only bright side is it can't possibly get any worse than last year. So, you know. It's okay i'm I'm wrapping my head around it slowly but surely.
0: Just hopefully the guy he brings in uh is a good candidate who uh, can work with him. right. Yes, yeah. and, and I think that th- we can just leave it at that cause yeah <laughs> And
1: honestly, um you know, I think we will i I have high hopes for this head coaching. we'll talk we'll get into it when we talk about the Texas and Jags specifically. Who they're looking at and, and all that, but I'd like the people they're looking at. I like yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. So, um, um,
0: more NFL specific news. Uh, we talked about what a great divisional round it was. The Bengals did in a, a pretty exciting game. Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. It was, I mean, it was exciting and it was close, but like, I don't yeah, know. we can we can agree that the Saturday games were far worse than the Sunday games. Yeah,
1: it was it was not as strong as the other games. were a bit. I mean, that was um, neither of
0: those teams were playing their best football. Yeah, and that can be said for the Niners and Packers also. The, yeah, that's the Saturday true. Saturday night game. That game was just better because I got to see Aaron Rodgers lose. <laughs> And then on Sunday, the Rams beat the Bucks in what turned out to be a thriller. The oh, yeah. Bucks came down from a 24 point deficit, tied it, and then Cooper Cup had a game winning uh, long touchdown or long catch to set up the game winning field goal. Right. And then the Chiefs beat the Bills in an instant ca- classic. Like that game. Yeah, was yeah. So it was cool. So fantastic. And that matchup, the Mahomes-Allen matchup, will be one that we look forward to whenever it happens for the next, hopefully, 10 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh Um, So our matchups are, oh, you go. Yeah, the Bill's thing is just (laughs) stinks that Stephon Diggs didn't do that much. That's one thing. I mean, you didn't
0: have to. Yeah, I know. I know. I just. Gabriel Davis had eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. I know, which is incredible. I just, it sucks for,
1: I feel bad. I like Stefan Diggs. He barely did anything and they lost and he's had to deal with that twice in a row. So it's tough for him specifically. Oh, for sure. And also, it sucks. And also we do this every single time. People keep on shouting to change the overtime rules, and they should change I think change that this it. is the game that it, ch- that it changes but, because of know.
0: I think that the NFL realizes that they made a huge mistake not changing it after the Patriots Chiefs game a couple years ago, right. it's a championship game. Um, there's no reason that Josh Allen shouldn't touch the ball in overtime. No,
1: but, I agree. I agree, but yeah. I also have so I have very little faith in the uh, in <laughs> yeah. Whoever decides Roger the rules. Adele. Yeah, Roger Dell and all the owners that own him. So, yeah. You know, we'll um,
0: see. So the the games this Sunday will be Bengals Chiefs and Niners Rams. We get to see Niners Rams for the third time this season, which is exciting. Um, in the last three years, Kyle Shanahan has beat Sean McVay all six times they've met. Yup. Yep. And Which I think is, it's. I yeah. think they make it seven. Do you? Yeah. And the Rams are kind of hot. Sure, they yeah. they've given up their lead uh, in both games in the playoffs they so full far. Full on, full on, fell apart. Yeah. Or and, not, not in both games. They they fell apart in week eighteen against the Niners, and then beat the Cardinals soundly, and then fell apart against the the Bucks. Don't,
1: don't get me wrong. This could be a blow because the Niners have not played like, lights-out football either of the weeks. No. But they're tough to play against. They're so they're hard. They match up so badly, or the Rams match up so badly against them. They have the they have Kyle Shanahan back there, and I don't know, man. I, I think the Niners pull this one out. I really did. I just can't, I, mean. I,
0: I, I do this every week because I've picked against the Niners every week. Uh-huh. I just can't keep believing in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I, I have zero If nothing trust. else,
1: if nothing else, just know that there's... I, the reason I believe in them the most is because there ha, the, this world has to have Jimmy Garoppolo in a Super Bowl. They need him.
0: For the second time in three it's years? It's hilarious.
1: It's hilarious. Because he's not that good.
0: Yeah. But he's yeah. just good enough for that team. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um... So that's Niners-Rams, Bengals-Chiefs. So you picked the Niners. I think I'm going to stick with the Rams. I think I'm going to stick with
1: Also, up. Matt Stafford is, he's not bad. He's good, but he's very high variance. He, he's all over the place.
0: Man, he has had an incredible two games so far. Yes, he, he, has, he has. He has. But he makes mistakes. and uh, None of the mistakes this last week were his. It was... <sighs> Cooper Cup fumbling and uh Cam Akers fumbling twice and the no. center snapping the ball over his head. That's what just means we're overdue. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We are overdue for a Matt Stafford like pick six right as the game starts. We're, you know, just I'm going with the Niners. I'm sticking with it. I'm I'm sticking with the Rams even right. even though uh you're right that we're due for some Matt Stafford variants. Mm. Uh Bengals Chiefs wise The Bengals are so exciting, man. Can you imagine telling a Cincinnati fan before the season that they'd end up in the AFC Championship game? I know. It's absurd. It's such a good story. All of that said, I think the Chiefs walloped them. Yeah, I mean, we saw this a
1: couple of weeks ago. Week 18, they played. Bengals squeaked out a close one. And the Bengals had the game of their lives, and the Chiefs didn't play that well. And at the same, like also, you watch that game. There's like seven or eight times where it's th- third and long. He tosses one up to Jamar Chase, and the and the Chiefs play perfect defense, and it just happens to get there. And that is not going to happen again. Okay, like it if doesn't that's not gonna happen, happen to get level. there.
0: Joe Burrow is one of the best at ball placement in the league and Jamar Chase is in contention for the best receiver in the league. I agree. It's, but not,
1: that does not happen eight times you're a right. game. It doesn't. That's, it, it, it doesn't was, matter if he's the, he could be, he could be the the best one ever to do it. It doesn't happen eight times a game.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, it, they were saved by a lot of quote unquote lucky plays and they might have a couple of those this game, but it's not going to be um, anywhere close to as much as it happened last time. I mean, Plus, I think. I think the Chiefs are angry. I think that they did not like yeah. losing that last game. Yeah, um, the Chiefs are gonna are gonna be playing better. Patrick Mahomes is playing way better than he did in that game. Dude, I it's think Patrick Mahomes is playing the best he's ever done in his career. He's playing lights like he, up. He has won the MVP and the Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean,
1: Joe Burrow is fantastic right now, super good, but Patrick Mahomes is better.
0: Okay, so you have the Chiefs winning. I, I think that yes. I, I I do too. Uh, there's a chance Tyron Matthew doesn't play, and if he doesn't, that would really suck. That would make the game quite a bit closer, in my opinion. Agreed. But I still have the Chiefs. So I've I got the Chiefs. Rams. Chiefs too. Yeah. You've got the uh, Chiefs Niners rematch.
1: I do. I do. And the Chiefs. wallop wop wa- them. I don't. You know. I don't really care. I don't really care which of those teams makes it to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl.
0: I think so too. They're playing too good right now. He's, Patrick Mahomes is on God mode. Like, yeah. That man... He's taking over. Oh, that guy's so good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you next week, and we will have our Super Bowl matchup set. It won't yes, be will. for two more weeks after that, uh, but... Still very exciting. We'll have a Pro Bowl to talk about next week also. Yes, yeah, we will get into the Pro Bowl, which I have paid very little attention to, as I Zero. always do. Zero. But there there are all those, like, fun games that they play sometimes. Yes. Like, uh, like <laughs> uh Dodgeball. They play
1: Dodgeball. Dodgeball is fun. I watch Dodgeball. I watch some of the other skills stuff, but I'm not going to watch the game.
0: Definitely not. No. Gross. Um, yeah, just, last thing that I want to talk to you about, because both these teams lost last week, and they have these aging veteran quarterbacks that there's lots of talk about what they're going to do. Uh, what do you think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do this offseason?
1: Um, I think Tom Brady will play another season. With the Bucks. I think if he plays another season, it's with the Bucs, yeah.
0: Okay. I
1: I... Heard someone talking. I don't remember where who I heard talking about this, but someone was talking about how what if he went to the Forty ers
0: I've heard that a lot also, and that yeah. would be just the craziest. Yeah,
1: because you know he's from there, from yeah. around there, he's, from there. You know, um, <laughs> he would take Jimmy G's job again. again. <laughs>
0: I don't know. That'd be crazy. I think regardless. Well, I guess unless the Niners win the Super Bowl, I think regardless, Jimmy G's on another team next year, um, and it'll either be Trey Lance starting, or maybe they bring in a different veteran. I know to sit Trey Lance another year. I but I think Tom would be nuts if it ended up being Brady.
1: My like I'm just going to default to Brady's going to play another season until it says he isn't. I don't care. He can he can say like he's already said some stuff that would make people think like oh maybe he really is retiring. I don't care. He could say whatever he wants until he gives me a definitive. I'm saying he's playing. Yeah, Um, and then for Aaron Rodgers, I think this was his last game as a Packer. Yes.
0: Um, even though like he should stay with the Packers. One hundred percent. That is the best team. the The only the limiting factor is they are the second to least in cap space. I, I believe they're negative forty million dollars under right. over the cap, um, and they do not have Devonte Adams signed for next season. But I still do think that the they Packers could find a way. They could find a way. For him. So if yeah. you don't think he is on the Packers, where do you think he is? I mean, maybe he goes to the Forty ers Yeah, yeah. You That's talked a bad about spot, that, man. You talked about that Aaron Rodgers for Jimmy G and Trey Lance swap uh several yeah. weeks ago. And shoot, if think... he goes, if he goes to the Niners, Devonte Adams would follow yeah. him for sure. I think, I Devontae. think there's a good chance that wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, Devonte Adams follows him. I mean, he could go to the Steelers. Yeah. Yo. I think my prediction, especially with the Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett, is that Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Broncos. Because apparently he and Hackett are really close. That would be cool. And that's probably a big part of why the Broncos threw caution in the wind and signed him. When, like, when oh, I'm for kidding. sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the only limitation there is, why would Aaron Rodgers want to go to the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert also there? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about there also. I think we should probably get into our Texans and Jags thoughts because I don't want to run too long doing the mock draft. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, there's not a
1: lot to say here. Um, from a Texans and Jaguars perspective, there's not a lot going on other than the coach talk. Um, and, um, Let's, let's do Jags first real quick. Yeah, yeah. Hackett, Hackett and Iberflus were both on the Jaguar shortlist. Those guys are gone. Um, yes. I'm okay with that. Hackett was kind of, uh, you know, he would have been great, but that's fine. Um, the big name right now is Byron Leftwich. It, that's yeah. the name that's been floating around a lot. Um, frankly, I've heard from a couple people that they both want to do it. They're just kind of figuring out a couple details before they announce it and all that stuff. Um, and if it's Byron Leftwich,
0: I'm cool with that. I'm I love really it. I'm cool with that. So, I love it.
1: You know, I'm, both from I am, a,
0: he's got a lot of experience on multiple teams as an mm-hmm. offensive play caller. Mm-hmm. And then also from the perspective that we talked about it earlier this season, it's to return to the Jaguars. Uh, the team yeah. that drafted him, really cool. Uh, I'm sure they could have a really cool return ceremony. Um and pairing a quarterback with Trevor Lawrence is a good idea in my opinion.
1: Oh, massive,
0: massive! So I'm all the way in with Byron
1: Leftwich. Now he is the, my number one front runner. I want him on the team. That's yeah,
0: yeah. You said sign the, the, the final three candidates for for second interviews were Hackett, Iberflus, and Leftwich. The other two uh do not. <laughs> are not on the market anymore. They were both yep. signed by their teams this morning. Um I also saw that there's some interest surrounding Big Fangio and that I I have to imagine that that is as a
1: defensive coordinator.
0: So yeah, so I have to believe it. So I think that that is also um I Big Fangio expressed some some interest in reverting to defensive coordinator and I think that he and Byron Lefwich or, like, they have a lot of mutual connections. I think that they've talked about them being a pairing. um, Yeah. Which would be really cool.
1: I, I think that Fangio was one of those guys that never really expected to be a head coach. And then he started killing it with the Bears, and he took the head coaching job, and that was fun to try it. And I think he's comfortable being a defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's good at it. Yeah. Like really good at it, so I, you know, I'm like, come on, Fangio, if you want to be a defensive coordinator, let's do it. Like I'm in. Um, we, got yeah, young, we got some like young, especially the pair to with here,
0: Byron which I'm have, ready for it. Have the younger guy, offensive driven, paired with a more experienced uh, defensive guy, be really yeah, cool. I'm all for it. So I like the direction the Jaguars are heading right now. How yeah. To I do not like that the Texans <laughs> brought in Josh McCown for a second interview. That's what I don't like. <laughs> Come on. Josh McCown, head coach of the Texans. Um I was on a Texans Twitter space last night with a bunch of like Texans reporters. The guy from the Athletic that covers the Texans was on there, Aaron Rice. Um and they they were talking about the real possibility that it is uh, Josh McCown because he's really close with Nick Casario and with Jack Easterby and with Cal McNair, which are the three people to have uh, close to you if you want that job. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be hired to the team in some capacity, and regardless of what it is, it's going to piss me off because it's going to piss off uh, Pep Hamilton who's our quarterbacks coach and who I assume will be our offensive coordinator next year. But if we bring in Josh McCown to be our head coach or offensive coordinator, Pep's gone. And I really, really like Pep Hamilton. He has developed Andrew Luck and Justin Herbert and done some work with Davis Mills. Um, I think that he is the perfect guy to step into our offensive coordinator position with tons of experience in the NFL and I'm sure it would piss him off if we gave Josh McCown, a guy with zero experience, the job. Um, Come on, but he's but he's Josh McCown. Yeah, I don't know, man. I still, my dream scenario is that we end up with Brian Flores at head coach and Pep Hamilton at offensive coordinator. That would be cool. Um, would be really, haven't heard a whole lot. Uh, the tea leaves are still sort of messy regarding if we like Brian Flores the best or, uh, Josh, why am I blanking on his name? Yeah. McCown. Yeah. Or, uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator, uh, Jonathan Gannon. All three have been discussed as, oh my god, this is the guy they're gonna hire him today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we'll see it. Uh, we might we'll have see. news as soon as this weekend. Um, I know that some teams have already stated that they're not making a hire until at least next week, and I I think that the Texans are probably in more of that camp.
1: My pick is in. It's Josh McCown. I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to
0: manifest this to happen. <laughs> I will be so sad. I, I will uh, still root for the Texans, obviously, but I... I just can't see why that would be the higher, um, but I'm ready stranger things have happened.
1: Up. All right, well that's that's all about all we got for the Texans and Jaguars right now. Is it um, mock draft
0: time? Should I think it's it? mock draft time. Let's let's hop into it to finish all this bad right, we'll boy off. Quick, uh, the Texans and Jags both have a lot of picks, but we can just do like three rounds or so. I don't I don't think we need to go too much more than that. And the Jags are on the clock, number one overall. Um, you think thinking Evan Neal? I am not. Funny joke. You have I, uh, you have twenty four teams interested in trading up. Are you going to field any of those offers, or are we just <laughs> drafting?
1: Honestly, just just for the, I'm going to draft, but just for the sake of it, show me show me just like the top three. Tell me the, tell me just the first
0: three that show up. So they don't. The way PFF does it, we were using the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. It tells Mm -hmm. you the teams that are interested. It doesn't tell you their offer. So you would have to make the offer to them. But the teams, the top three are Texans, Jets, Panthers, all interested in trading up. But Okay,
1: okay. Well, all right. Well, if that's the case, then we'll just go ahead and go with the pick. I've, we've talked about this pick before. We've talked about these edge rushers before. And I have expressed my opinion, that it's still my opinion, that I see these guys in the same light. I don't care which one they pick. It's,
0: Who you know, are you going to pick?
1: I am just going to go with my gut. Off the top of my head, I'm going to take the, the man out of Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson.
0: I kind I'm of figured pick. that would be your pick. Uh, yeah. And then Kayvon Thibodeau. The mm-hmm. other edge rusher went second to the Lions, so I'm on the board with Kyle Hamilton, Derek Stingley, Evan Neal, Charles Cross. Those are the uh, four that have really been discussed in the in the third pick. I'm gonna go Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I've talked about why uh, on many previous pods. I do believe we're gonna lose Justin Reed this offseason. season, mm-hmm. right? Uh, And Kyle Hamilton not only helps us fill in that position, but if he lives up to his potential, he might be an upgrade. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Hamilton. I like it. Uh, to round out the top 10, we'll do the top 10 and then we'll just skip to our next pick. The Jets drafted Derek Stingley. The Giants drafted Evan Neal. The Panthers drafted Charles Cross. The Giants drafted George Carlaftis, the edge out of Purdue. The Falcons drafted Ahmad Gardner, the corner out of Cincinnati. What a hell of a pick across the field from AJ Terrell. Mm-hmm. The Broncos drafted Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. I don't know that they would do that in real life, considering the talent at wide receiver they have already. Right, and that's. The Jets drafted Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. I really don't think that's going to happen, considering who they picked last year. But that's how it goes on these automated muck drafts sometimes. Okay, 33rd overall, the Jags are on the board. We have Trevor Penning, the tackle out of Northern Iowa. Um Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia, Devontae Wyatt, another defensive tackle from Georgia. Um
1: what do we have on the board in the in the wide receiver department?
0: A lot of people. Uh Justin Ross from Clemson, John mm-hmm. Mechie from Bama, George Pickens from Georgia, David Bell from Purdue. Okay. There's this guy that's been rising up the boards quite a bit named Sky Moore. Went to Western Michigan, which is interesting. I don't know him, so I cannot. I cannot pick pick him. Oh, hmm. Got uh, Leo Sinal, the linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I've heard of him.
1: I'm gonna go with the big man, Jordan Davis. Okay,
0: that, I think that's that's who I would have drafted. with in the middle. Pick.
1: I was looking for Chris Olave.
0: Yeah, in the wide uh, receiver. He was, department. he was already drafted uh, in that. the first round. Yeah, it's tough. Okay, that, that makes sense though. If Chris he Olave is
1: there, that'd be cool. He's so good. Yeah. um We need to up our game in the wide receiver department. Just honestly, the wide receivers just so didn't the Texans Yeah. Um So, you know, I would not be upset if we look, started looking for it here. But, there's you know, the wide receiver is one of those things. You can find talent in the first three rounds. You should Yes, have pick the right for time. sure. For sure. Jordan Davis is a man. Yeah, um, big time. And I, as, if we take, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau in the first, we pair him with Josh Allen on the other side, and then we have a guy Isn't like George Davis, Davis in the middle. All- <laughs> like, if we just want to make, like, a stud defensive line, I'm all for it. Oh, So that's man. my pick
0: here. I did not realize that uh, Big Marv had fallen, DeMarvin Leal from A&M, and that will be my pick here, thirty seven. He's still world. there? Yeah. Yeah. I would have taken him. Sorry. I'll I give him to you, though. It's fine. did not realize he was still there.
1: That ain't going to happen.
0: No, no.
1: All right. You're taking you're taking to Marvin Leal. If you didn't take him, who would you take?
0: I probably would have looked at receiver, and there's still some on the board, so I'm glad I didn't, or linebacker. And uh, there are some some really good ones. Brian Asamoa from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Nick Benito, also from Oklahoma, plays both edge and linebacker. And then um, who else was there? Oh, we talked about Leo Chanel, Yeah. And... Another surprising pick, the Ravens picked Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. He's someone that Uh, I'm sort of interested in the Texans picking, you know, if he falls to, like, the third round. Yeah. uh, To have another developmental prospect behind Davis Mills because he's got a hell of a ceiling. Oh, for sure. But he did not fall to the third round, so we will keep one Jags are on the clock, 65 overall. Uh, we've got John Mechie still on the board. Good thing we didn't take him last round. Um, a lot of offensive linemen. This is kind of where we get to where I, I don't know tons of the names. Yeah. <sighs> Actually, all of those wide receivers we mentioned earlier are still on the board. Uh, some, Pretty big-name running backs, Brees Hall, Kylan Williams.
1: You know, run me through the
0: offensive linemen that are available. So at the top of the board, we've got Max Mitchell, who played for Louisiana Lafayette. He's a tackle. Uh, Dylan Parham, guard from Memphis. Kellen Deesh, a tackle out of Arizona State.
1: Yeah, okay. I – okay, the problem – I'm really interested in Mechie. the The problem is the injury.
0: Just (sighs) yeah, he won't play uh, for most of the summer, like training camp.
1: But he was a stud, stud, stud. And you could be buying low on a really good receiver. Yeah. (laughs) All right, screw it. This is my mic draft. We can go for the ceiling. I'll go. I'll take Mechie, and I'll say that. You know, we're going to get him with our trainers. We're going to get him riot for the season, and he's
0: going to ball out with Trevor Lawrence. It's a good thing that you drafted him because I would have if yeah. you didn't. Yeah. Um, there are still a lot of good receivers on the board, and mm-hmm. the Texans have another pick in like 15 selections, so I might go a different way. I'm just going to pick the top tackle on the board. Uh,. And Max Mitchell out of Louisiana Lafayette, just mm-hmm. because adding linemen really is something that the Jaguars need. It's, need it's a big so. need. It's something the Jaguars need too, but. Oh, so the Jags many are back on the board uh, three picks after the Texans. I didn't realize y'all had a pick so soon. Also, um, George Pickens, the wide receiver from Bam from Georgia, went. So uh, there's a good chance Mechie would have been gone if he mm-hmm. didn't. It's a good thing I took him. It's a real good thing I took him. Uh, we've got some corners towards the top, and then a bunch of those linemen were not taken. So if you uh, are interested, yeah, yeah, I mean I think we go lineman here. Um, the top guard is that guy from Memphis, and then mm-hmm. the top tackle is that guy from Arizona State. What do you think that the Jags need more of?
1: I'm going to say that we probably would take a tackle because I think we're working towards... A, a, I think a goal of ours is to get towards getting Cam Robinson off the team. Yeah. So I yeah. think we take a tackle here, try to develop him throughout the first year and see if he can replace Cam Robinson.
0: Yes. So I'll, um, take, the, I'll take the top tackle off the board here. Good. Uh, that would be Kellen Deesh out of Arizona State. Hopefully I'm saying that name Deesh. right. Welcome, <laughs> Deesh. Deesh Nuts. Sorry. Um, Yeah, that's (laughs) true. David Bell was drafted again by the Broncos. Man, they're stacking up receivers over there. Mm -hmm. So that takes the top receivers that I was looking at off the board. Uh, I'm sort of interested in Isaiah Spiller here. Get a good young running back in to the team.
1: Are you letting your Aggie pride block you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um that's fine. I'm fine
0: with that. Realistically, I already let my Aggie, pli- uh, Aggie pride get me with the uh, DeMarvin Leal pick, which I'm very happy with, Right. and I can get running back later. So I think I'm going to go Marcus Jones, who's a corner out of Houston. And that might wrap up the third round for us, and I mm-hmm. think that's a good place to stop. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, we're going to get to a place where I I don't know what to do. Yeah, I I
1: was already sort of getting there. We so, uh, we've got the whole summer to to beef up our knowledge and get our get oh, yeah. our the prospects we want. That's kind of what the summer's for, or uh, kind of what the offseason's season's for. Um,
0: oh yeah. Um, I think we can stop there though, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna read off the picks that we made. So you drafted Aiden Hutchison first mm-hmm. overall, edge rusher, and then 33rd overall went Jordan Davis your defensive tackle from Georgia. Um, and then in the third round, you picked John Mechie from Alabama and then also picked Kellen Deesh the tackle from Arizona State. So you went defense, defense, offense, offense. That's a good Absolutely. well-rounded strategy there. I think that I did the same thing uh, because – no, no, no. I went mostly def- defense. I drafted Kyle Hamilton at safety, third overall. And then 35th overall, drafted Big Marv. And then in the third round, I drafted Max Mitchell, tackle out of Louisiana Lafayette. Mm -hmm. And then like 10 picks later, Marcus Jones, the corner out of Houston. So I'm, I'm happy with both of our drafts. If, if we ended up with something like that, I think that if that's how it plays out, pretty good. I'm cool with it, man. I'm cool. I know that, uh, Marv will not make it to the texans at right that'd be crazy uh, marvel go in the
1: first round
0: yep um other than that do you have any closing thoughts here or are we uh good to wrap not much other than hope let's hope for some good football this weekend guys i don't think um, i don't think we have to hope for it i i think it should be good regardless of what happens right
1: right it'll be entertaining i know that um Stay safe out there, and we'll uh, I'll see I'll talk to you guys next week. Looking forward to a good episode.
0: Yeah, uh, to our listener, thanks as always for coming in and hating yourselves with us. See you next week.